We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? (laughs) This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic wading pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your wading pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good afternoon, good evening, or it's doing whatever it is. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We have a lot to talk about, but fortunately, it is a it's still a tamer week. You know, we still have some very important topics to talk about. Don't misunderstand, but these last two weeks, we have been buried, underlined, buried in news. Fortunately, today I think we will be back to a normal length these last two weeks have been abnormally long but we're gonna start off with the news about tiktok and how the u.s government is in fact considering banning tiktok from the u.s completely all based around The growing evidence, and in a lot of cases, very solid evidence, that TikTok just unapologetically spies on people even more than normal social media apps. Now, I could take a political angle on this. I could point out how... The U.S. government and the NSA in particular have been spying on U.S. citizens for quite some time. And now that same department is going, maybe we should ban another app for spying. We could point that out. Even though it's kind of sort of different, but not really. But instead, I just want to talk about the ramifications of just straight up banning a social media platform. How often has this ever happened in the United States, in a country in which we pride ourselves on our freedom to choose? That being said, I personally am not going to miss TikTok. Absolutely not. And I do think that this kind of unapologetic international spying does need to be just slapped down. And chat is pointing out the whole freedom to choose thing, you know, does go to, you know, the current controversy involving using flu masks. Which, I have my own opinions about that, and I'm just, I'm going to keep them to myself because this is a tech podcast rather than 
a general podcast. Though I do have another, I do have a masks story later on in this podcast. So, I'm just going to put it out there. Do you think that an app like TikTok should be banned? Now, I should state, this podcast does go out for general consumption on Monday afternoon. We are currently recording this Sunday at, well, it's currently 1 o'clock because we ran a little late. But we record this normally on Sunday. It very well could be news is going to come down before this podcast airs saying, hey, it's done. Now, that being said, this isn't an unprecedented move for TikTok. If you remember from last week, India has already banned TikTok along with, God, how many? Oh, here we go. Along with 58 other applications. That also being said, TikTok is also being selective on where it goes. TikTok is no longer going to be available in the Hong Kong market. Which that in itself is another bit of, hmm, you know? By the way, those looking for a Hong Kong update, uh, I'm not going to go into details here, but... uh. Man, it is not looking good for Hong Kong. I'll I'll just I'll put it that. I'll just put it like that. I I'll, I'll just say go look up the information yourself. But uh companies like Blizzard that uh took a very controversial stance on the whole Hong Kong situation, um that's not uh that's not looking good. It's it's not making making Blizzard look good right now. So we'll see how this whole thing goes down for TikTok. I I think it's... I don't think TikTok is going to be a big player soon, especially since already the current administration really does take a uh, a very aggressive... I'll just phrase it like that. A very aggressive stance against controversial Chinese behavior. It would not surprise me at all if by the time this podcast comes out on Monday that TikTok is no longer allowed in the United States. And that the only way TikTok videos will be shared is through is through Instagram. What? I'm just saying. It's what's going to happen. You ban TikTok, TikTok videos are still going to be shared across Discord, across Instagram, across Imgur. It just won't be done through TikTok, which, quite frankly, is probably going to be the the best of both worlds. 
People who want stupid content from TikTok will still get stupid content from TikTok that occasionally actually is good. And TikTok isn't creepily scanning your clipboard. A move that not even Facebook does. And Facebook is about as much of a creepy uncle as far as spying on you as it gets for social media content. Someone in chat says memes want to be free. I know you're just joking. But there is some truth to that, right? There really is. Now, before I shift away from TikTok entirely, I do want to share the headline from an Onion article someone in the chat linked before we started the podcast. The Onion, if you don't know, and you should, is a satirical news site that publishes news stories so absurd that they're hilarious. Teens flock to new app where they just enter their own personal data into a form. You know, just just skip steps. Why why go through the the whole charade of pretending you're communicating with friends? No, you know, just 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 put it all in a form. Just let it all be accessible. And again, I know it's satire, but uh, I hate to break it to the onion. This new app where teens just enter their own personal data into a form, it already exists. It's called Facebook! (laughs) It basically is. It's all Facebook is, is a giant form letter. And then once you fill it out... All you get is a terrible list of half-baked memes and your uncle's political opinions. Oh, man. And yes, I have been on Facebook recently. Because I actually did finally find a use for Facebook. I know. I'm shocked, too. But here's one thing I have learned. If you're a business owner and you want to very quickly hire on people when you take on a major account and you need to get warm bodies in to go help work, Facebook, holy cow. We posted a job And this is for my actual real job. We posted a job on Facebook. We got over 50 applicants in 24 hours. And we paid nothing. Not a single cent was paid. And we hired on the two more people that we absolutely needed to help take on this new job. I am blown away, especially when even Craigslist wants to charge businesses for posting help wanted. It, 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 it blows me away. It, it really does. So if you ever want to know what the use is for Facebook, 
There you go. Ubisoft is facing, uh... You know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't recall any sort of uh, abuse allegations. I think there. this might have been mentioned a couple weeks ago when uh, there was a massive, underlying, massive surge in abuse and sexual assault allegations among many, many people, mostly Twitch streamers, in the gaming world. Someone in the chat says it was in the surge two weeks ago. Well, Ubisoft has, in fact, gently nudged out aggressively three executives. Their chief creative officer, Serge Haskowitz, who I have most likely mispronounced, their managing director of Ubisoft's Canadian studios, Yanis Mallet, and and this one actually is kind of noteworthy. Their global head of HR, Cecil Cornett, they have all been ousted. Why is that one noteworthy? Think about it. This isn't all that much of a noteworthy one. Let's say you have a problem with a coworker in a co- in a large company. What department do you bring it up with? You bring it up with HR. So even the head of HR, Mr. Cecil here, or Mr. Cornette, I'm assuming a guy. I actually don't know. Was part of the problem. That's when you do have a serious problem. When the head of the department that's supposed to keep everyone in check and behaving properly is him or her, I don't know, self-involved in misconduct as well. I'll just put this out there. I don't think it's going to be limited to just these three heads. I don't. I think it's going to be about a week before more permanent people are put into these roles. And I can almost guarantee you, with this new focus on cleaning up their act... Whoever they put in the head of the HR department, unless Ubisoft is just going to be even scummier 
and want to be known for being even scummier, they're going to put someone who is going to who's going to really want to clean house at the head of HR. And if you have a, a position like head of HR already corrupt and hip deep in scandalous behavior, there's going to be more. There's got to be more. Yeah, someone in chat chat blatantly says, not so hot take to hire someone from outside the company and then they gut. Exactly. That is exactly what I think is going to happen. Now, if they hire internally... <laughs> well... I think it's almost guaranteed there'll be no more heads to roll. And I think... That there, that there'll be more allegations. I, I just think so. And that not much will be done about it. So we'll see. We'll see how things go in the world of Ubisoft. Let's shift gears quite a bit. Mostly because, my God, normally I start these podcasts off with like all the serious topics all the ones about security and whatnot. That's almost it. Let that sink in for a second. My God. We finally get into the fun topics. Except for this one. YouTube is changing how they handle mid-rollers. Now, if you want to add mid-roll ads... Your video only has to be eight minutes long instead of ten minutes long. Yay. Because if there's one thing I love, it's badly timed mid-rollers. All right. As someone with some experience in how to do mid-rollers, you need, if you're going to have mid-rolling ads, and for the record, on my YouTube content, I don't put any ads because I am literally not allowed to put any ads on my YouTube content. I'm not cool enough for that. On my Twitch stuff, I don't manually run any ads. The only ads you see on my Twitch stream right now, that's as of right now, is the pre-roll ad when you first visit. That's it. I have been contemplating the idea of running ads during break periods to try and get rid of pre-roll ads but I'm not gonna lie I'm too scared to pull that trigger many streamers who have contemplated that are too scared to pull that trigger because no one wants to run ads because no one likes ads the only time I run mid-roll ads is actually 
on this podcast on its own podcasting platform. And it's always with an outro into it. That being with the eagle screech, you, you, you guys know it. And then after the ad's done, there's a bumper to ease you back into the content. It's very much how a radio talk show works. You know what people on YouTube do? And this ticks me off to no end. They hit the auto ad mid-roller. And the auto ad mid-roller on YouTube sucks. It is awful. It is terrible and no one should ever, 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 ever do it. Ever. Because you know what ends up happening? Those mid-rollers interrupt a sentence. It interrupts the flow of the video. Those mid-rollers are the main reason why I still run Adblock Plus to this day. The other reason being is that when I go to these various news sites, they literally run so many ads, you can't find the, the blasted story. No joke. A lot of these places where they intentionally... Like Forbes is one of them that I just don't pull stories from Forbes. I will go to anywhere else. Because when I go to Forbes, they require me to not have my ad block on. And then when I do go there, the story is one paragraph long. And there is nine paragraphs worth of freaking ads on the page. And it drives me nucking thoughts. You want to know why... News sites are failing. That's why you run so many blasted ads. And then on top of that, so many of these stories are blasted clickbait. So even when you click through to it, all you get is a hot take with nothing backing up the hot take with a title implying there's actual news here where there's not and it's been it it has literally been driving me insane what were we talking about all right about how youtubers very stupidly put in mid-roll ads look again i get it i'm a good podcaster a pretty good twitch streamer But as far as YouTube goes, my knowledge is somewhere near, I'd say like a 4 out of 10. But please, don't hit the auto-add mid-rollers. Frickin' when you're going through and editing your video, if you want to add mid-rollers... Find good spots for breaks and add them there. And I'll tell you this right now. I know it's going to be tempting 
to add a br- an, a mid-roll ad break right before a crucial moment to kind of add a cliffhanger mentality. Don't do it. It kills the flow of your video and it makes people want to click off. Here's the general rule of thumb, really, when it comes to creating content. Do you want to watch it? Look back at your own stuff and think to yourself, would you watch you? It's that simple. Use mid-rolls responsibly. And news sites, just stop ticking me off. That's all I ask. Just, just, just don't. Someone in chat also points out a lot of these uh, bad tech news sites recently have been just doing smear campaigns. Yeah. No kidding. What was that? Oh, God. I can't remember what that Verge story was now. There was a Verge story recently that I tried to get, like, actual news on. I think it was about uh, Twitch. Yeah, it was about Twitch and the um, the sexual allegations. I wanted to try and find a list of all the people that were accused and the entire Verge article didn't mention a single blasted name and instead just went through and listed every single weak, flimsy allegation against Twitch and every single one of them, I remember looking at them and just going, wait, but that was nothing. The Verge in general, I mean, I, I end up using The Verge a lot in my notes. Just because they do manage to co- the, to cover a lot of the stories I want to talk about. But holy cow. They are such a bottom tier news outlet. They really, really are. You want information, they are not the place to go to. It is awful. Especially if you want to go and build a PC. I'm telling you this right right now. If you have somehow not seen The Verge building a PC video, you absolutely should go to go to YouTube and look up Verge PC build. I gear, I know The Verge has taken the video down. But <laughs> I know plenty of other people have re-uploaded it. It is a gem in just blatant technology ignorance. And what's even more shocking is that they greenlit it and actually did upload it seriously. It is not a parody. Chat does want to repoint out that uh, The Verge is was purchased and now owned by Vox Media. And Vox Media is also God. To say they're garbage tier news... 
is an understatement. My God, you want to talk about a news outlet that provides that provides nothing of value? Vox. There you go. Uh, Vox is pretty much just like one giant hot take outlet. Let's shift gears over to Google Chrome. Google claims they now have a feature that can increase the battery life of your device if you use a lot of tabs. (laughs) Oh, really? Hey, and, and granted, I want to be clear before I trash this. I have no problem against Chrome trying to find ways to run more efficiently. All right. Do not misunderstand me. I think it's a good thing that a software like this is trying to find new ways it can run more efficiently and make sure that our mobile devices can live longer without having to go to a power outlet. All right? With that being said, hey, Google, you want to know how you can make Chrome save more battery life? Let me tell you a, let me tell you a secret about how computers work. Did you know it takes electricity to use RAM? And by using so much RAM, you are in fact increasing power usage of a device. So please, please, stop using so much of my RAM! I know Chrome is getting better. I do, before chat, and chat's already doing it. Chat is, uh, um... Before people start pointing out how uh, how Chrome has, in fact, improved quite a bit in the amount of RAM it's using. Like, I think, what, how much is my Chrome using right now? My Chrome is actually only using 3.3 gigs, which, all things considered is actually very impressive. We're only running, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 tabs. 3.3 gigs? That ain't bad, actually. Not bad at all so there is some hope we're going to take a quick break here when we come back i have some more news about google a new smart speaker and well i got some interesting gaming news news as well don't go anywhere modern leaders it's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. 
What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Google has confirmed a brand new smart speaker. And yes, it too is getting the Nest branding. You know, I... I, So I kind of jumped on this and kind of noticed this right away myself ever since Google bought the Nest smart thermostat it pretty much Nest pretty much became the Google brand for all home smart devices I do wonder for those who are not like nerdily in the know like I am if this is confusing at all. Because before it was the Google Home speaker. Now it's going to be the Nest smart speaker. Someone in chat said it's very confusing. I'm not alone. The thing is, is that to me, it's not confusing at all. It's not. Just because I caught on like almost immediately. Oh, hey, look, Google bought Nest. And then they called. And then they started calling their home stuff Nest stuff. Now, for a while, there was just like, oh, hey, we have the Google Home speaker, but we also have the Nest Mini speaker and whatnot. But at the same time, I mean, I can see how it can be confusing. And I wonder if freaking anyone else is confused. Some people in chat are saying it's pretty confusing. Someone in chat says branding variations and quietly eliminating others was slightly off-putting, but ultimately understandable. Okay. Yeah, and and I, I agree with that. It is a little off, you know? And I'm not going to lie. I actually have no idea if the Google speaker I have that's not plugged into anything... I still don't know what to do with it. I got it for Christmas and it's been sitting on top of my fridge unplugged for seven months. Maybe if I plug it in, all of 2020 will be fixed. Maybe that's the problem. Someone in chat asks, can it play Skyrim? 
That's the thing. I don't think the Google Nest smart speaker world has as many uh, oddly useless features as the um, as the uh, Amazon Echo does. So, for those who don't know, on my actual Twitch stream, I have an Echo Dot that is plugged into my mixer, which I forgot to mute and I should go do right now. There we go. And uh, throughout the stream, people can can make me ask it stuff or play silly mini games on it that I don't think a whole lot of people... I mean, how many people out there really use their Echo in any way, shape, or form to play games? Like, on a regular basis. Like, I got a feeling it's kind of one of those things, like, you do occasionally when you have friends over to just kind of show it off and feel... and So that you can feel like you validated your purchase and getting a speaker that you can just tell it to uh, to play that one track that one time or I think a lot of people when they use an echo it's mostly to set timers set reminders maybe occasionally add something to a shopping list and do very simple things like I would say the average home user uses like the echo dot and maybe one of the Echo shows, because that screen is kind of useful. Or the weather, yeah. In fact, actually, the Echo show I have in my bedroom, I use for weather quite a bit. I will say, the the um, the Echo show and the Echo dot with clock make probably one of the best sof- over-sophisticated alarm clocks ever. Thanks to the scheduling feature. I think you can do that with the Google ones as well, but I'm not sure. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that... Holy cow. Does Google have no idea what the heck it's doing with its smart speaker? Between... The net, the Nest branding confusion, and the fact that I don't think anyone, off the top of their head, can list everything that the Google Nest can even do. If Google was smart, which they are. Their next move for this smart speaker is to do a gigantic push to show off what it can do. And I do mean the details. Because just saying, oh, it can play music. Oh, it can, it can set reminders. That's those sort of minor things. Who cares? The one built in your phone can do it too. They really need to work on a much better feature to make it really stand out. Because before, Google's strong point was voice recognition. 
Well, I mean, unless you are stubborn and refuse to go through the process of having your echo recognize your voice more accurately, like I have for comedic effect, it nails it pretty well as well. It kind of reminds me of um, the early days of 3D gaming. There's a lot of speculation long ago when Ragnarok Online 2 came out as to why it flopped. Because when it was first showcased, it was revolutionary. The models for for the models at the time looked amazing, and even even from an even excluding from an MMO standard, it looked great. But the thing is, is that they demoed it, but then they dragged their feet on the development. By the time it launched, their whole thing of just like, "Hey, look, your models can move individual fingers." By the time it came out, nobody cared because literally everyone else could do that too. And the first Ragnarok 2 flopped, and then they tried again, and then forgot why the game was good in the first place to warrant a sequel, and that also flopped. And to this day, if you talk about Ragnarok Online, the only thing people care about is the original! With 2D sprites! Or they talk about Tree of Savior and then talk about how sad it was that that didn't take off. Womp womp. I don't know if I could be any more off-topic right now. I think we should just shift gears and move on. Alphabet has officially launched its first balloon-based internet service. It is starting with Kenya. And, well... Now they too can enjoy, I believe it's 4G-like speeds. Using balloons in the stratosphere. So far it actually looks like it's doing really well. So to that I say, neat. Hopefully it all goes increasingly well. And that there isn't anything else on this that goes horribly horribly wrong good on you alphabet and then I accidentally get rid of a story there we go almost had a crisis there Boeing is very quietly killing off their iconic 747 Passenger jet plane. This is really just very, uh, very much an end of an era sort of topic here. And I don't know what it really is going to mean. The airline industry as a whole has been suffering major blows and... And that was even before the COVID-19 pandemic hit and just absolutely shook the world to its core. 
throwing all kinds of business models up in the air. Someone in the chat is asking if they are keeping their cargo variant. I don't know. The article I have here, which is from Bloomberg, which, granted, Bloomberg's another news entity I'm not uh, too fond of. They, They tend to be very opinionated on their normal articles. It does not say whether the cargo variant of the 747 is going to be used at all or not. And who knows, maybe it just means that a different kind of large passenger jet is going to be taking its place. Who knows? Although you want to talk about another uh, sign of the times. Uber is uh, planning to buy their delivery rival Postmates for $2.6 billion. Uber originally started as a way to shake up the taxi industry. Now it's used a lot in just hauling cargo or in hauling food. That being said, though, a lot of people that work for Uber are not too fond of hauling cargo or food as uh, the markups are nowhere near as good and it does require those drivers to leave their car. You laugh, but that actually is kind of a big deal for a lot lot of people. It's, It's very nice to just be able to just drive the vehicle around, never have to leave, never have to interact with the passenger or anything, never have to interact with the customer, just pick up person, drive destination, let them out. Don't even have to collect money from them. It's just handled all automatically from the app. But if you're delivering food, especially in, in the COVID-19 times, interacting with the customer does bring risks. Potential health risks and risks in having to talk. <gasps> And so in any case, there's going to be one less company in the space as Uber plans to devour Postmates. A new video codec is on the way. The video codec H.266 H. can quite possibly compress the video even more without losing any of the quality and work for even 4 and 8K video streaming. Right now, 4K still has the huge hurdle of bandwidth. 8K even more so. So a new codec to help squeeze that even more. Good, good news. I'd go into more detail, but let's be honest. I don't care how it works. 
and there's a decent chance the overwhelming majority of you listening also probably don't know or care how it works. What's going to matter here for the most part, the end result. And the end result is better picture quality and less bandwidth being used, which is, I mean, it's incredible. There's no other way to put it. With no good transition, we're just going to very violently shake or shift gears to Microsoft holding their Xbox games showcase. We're going to be having it on July 23rd as Microsoft tries to showcase what new shiny games are going to compel you to buy an Xbox Series X. Now, this story, this kind of made my brain bounce quite a bit. Because the first thought is, Oh, who cares? Because whatever is going to be exclusive to the Xbox is going to be on PC anyway. Which then brings up the question. Yeah, but an Xbox is cheaper than a PC. To which then the question is then. Yeah, but you can just get more power and a better picture on a PC. And then you bounce back to, yeah, but the Xbox Series X has a lot of performance under the hood. Like, raw specs-wise, it looks like the Xbox Series X has the gaming capability of a RTX 2080 Ti. Now, granted, we don't know that. But based on the numbers we have, it looks like it can perform that well. So how do you get better on a PC and be cost-effective? And right now, you can't. Which then drags the question, how much is the Xbox Series X going to cost if that's the case? Is the big Navi chip just going to be that good? Or is this another case of the number saying one thing And the actual performance being nowhere close. Or even worse, did Microsoft just give us the incorrect numbers in the first place? A lot of people are current. A lot of people in chat, or a lot, or not people, but a lot of people in general have been speculating that the next gen consoles are going to be 500 bucks, which I think is probably correct. Some rumors have suggested they're going to be $700. I think that's going to be a very hard pill to swallow. I think 500 bucks is reasonable. Six, 700. Ugh. You're starting to get into mid range PC territory with that kind of money. But again, that whole thing about the big Navi GPU performance. 
the teraflops, the core counts, they're all talking about close to RTX 2080 Ti performance. The early rumors suggesting that the next-gen RTX cards, the Ampere ray tracing cards, showing much greater improvement. All the hype surrounding Big Navi, that it can, in fact, compete and go toe-to-toe with the RTX 2080 Ti. You keep wondering why I have been pounding the table over and over and over and over again much, much earlier than a lot of other people saying that you should wait for this next generation of GPUs. This is why. The rumors have been numerous from the get-go that the next generation of GPUs, both Big Navi and Ampere, were going to be graphical monsters. Normally, I'm of the opinion of just, you know, go get whatever and be, you know, in a comfort, just whatever is comfortable for your budget. Because CPU upgrades are always fairly negligible. And GPU upgrades from generation to generation are about, you know, 10, 20% bigger. But I'm telling you, it is quite possible we are going to see a enormous performance upgrade, especially since this is going to be second-gen ray tracing. NVIDIA has to have learned something. And AMD has bound to have learned something about real-time ray tracing by watching NVIDIA absolutely stutter to a halt on frame rate with the RTX 2000 series. Let's wait and see. Now, speaking of Microsoft, they have showcased a new, a brand new controller for Project xCloud. Oh boy. Here we go again. It looks very, um... What's the right word for it? How should I put this? I hate it. That's like the best way I could put it. It looks like a Super Nintendo controller, ergonomically. There's no like firm area to grip. It's just flat, but it's got the twin sticks like a PlayStation controller. Your four buttons in your D-pad position, very much like a PlayStation controller, except there's no, like every controller right now has ergonomic stalks almost to grip your hands around. And then let your thumbs glide across the various areas. That's not present on this. Heck, even the Steam controller knows that. 
That's got those two areas for your hands to rest. This doesn't have that. And then, of course, in the middle is a huge stalk and platform for your phone to rest because that's the whole point of it. To have the gaming processing in the cloud streaming to your phone. I hate it. I hate this concept. And the worst part is, I know it's going to catch on. You probably think the same way. You should look this up. Just just look up Xbox Controller xCloud. And you're probably going to find it. You know people are going to walk around like this. You know there's going to be people at the bus stop holding this awkward contraption. Their pockets bulging trying to fit this monster. And Stadia already has one as well. And that one, that's another one that's just, oh, why? This is both simultaneously the best and worst time for gaming. Actually, yeah, someone in chat has nailed it. It looks like an NVIDIA Shield prototype. That's what it looks like. And I hated the, the the original Shield. Ugh. Hated that, too. I'm just not much for one on gaming on phone. Like, if you're going to game on a phone, it might, it might as well be something actually designed for the phone. You know? And the problem is that everything designed for the phone have been like the worst things in gaming. Loot box ridden nonsense. Or just gotcha mechanics. Which is also loot box horde things. That being said with gaming, you know what has taken off? For mobile gaming? The Switch. The Switch has literally doubled and then some. With the global pandemic, we have... Well, I mean, we've all been stuck inside more often. There's no other way to say it. So what do you do when you're stuck inside? You game. And while the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 have increased, PlayStation 4 increased by 50%, Xbox One increased by 25%, the Switch has increased by over 100%. Does this article from Kit Guru actually have the percentage? It does not. Kind of interesting though, isn't it? Of all the platforms that you're stuck at home with, it's the one console that is portable that takes off. And it's not just the Switch variants that can be used as a home console. The Switch Lite, the one that's only portable, has also taken off like nobody's business. (laughs) 
That's all Animal Crossing's fault. We couldn't go outside, so we went and got the next closest thing, a real-life simulator. Oh yeah, speaking of gaming, we got our first look at PS5 boxes. Guess what? They look exactly like PS4 boxes, except they have a 5 in it instead of a 4. I also think they're wider. Not that it matters. Why is this news, by the way? I'm not trying to self-burn myself. I'm, I literally only included this because who cares? Why is everyone talking about how the PS5 box looks? There's nothing notable about it. Ugh. I'll tell you what is notable, though. Sony spending $250 million in a stake of Epic Games. This gives Sony only 1.4% of a stake in Epic, but, um, huh. Interesting. And this comes at a time when, well, Epic Games was kind of very, very friendly towards Sony, right? I said all those nice things about Sony, about how that SSD could make major, major changes to the gaming world, forcing gamers to rethink how things are loaded within games. And granted, it does. No longer would you need to have uh, uh, all sorts of loading tricks integrated in if everything uses super fast solid state technology it would then be computers like well oddly enough my gaming rig that uses no ssd that would be holding the world back hmm we're gonna take a break here when we come back we still have those ryzen 3000 xd cpus to talk about and well I'll just blatantly say it. I totally, totally called it. As well as the Samsung leaks. Those are also coming up. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Speaking of new GPUs coming out, we have some rumors regarding the RTX 3070 and supposedly 3070 Ti. 
where the only difference between the two is that the 3070Ti is going to be running higher-end GDDR6X memory. Whereas the RTX 3070 is only going to be running GDDR6. You want to know why this rumor is very fascinating? Because in the end, the video memory speed doesn't do much for the world of how good is your graphic card? How well is your gaming PC going to game? This rumor is interesting because it spits in the face the rumor that there aren't going to be any TI or Super variants. This would suggest that there are going to be half steps. There are going to be 3070 TIs or 3070 Supers. The plot thickens in the case of new GPUs. Now, realistically, it doesn't matter whether they're called thir- whether they're called Super or TI. It's going to end up meaning the exact same thing. But I really do hope they just stick to one or the other. Because, let's be honest, I do not want to get the question, what's better, the RTX 2080, the RTX 2080 Super, or the RTX 2080 Ti? Those of you in the know know that it's the, it's the 2080 Ti that's the better one. But if you were a newbie going in there, you'd be confused. You'd be fairly certain the 2080 is the worst out of the three. But between TI and Super, you might think the Super is better. When in actuality, the Super is about the exact same as the 2080. And the Super means exactly nothing! The NVIDIA naming team has really, really damaged their reputation, to say the least. I hate it almost as much as I hate the Dell naming scheme of things as of late. I mean, don't don't misunderstand. I get where Dell is coming from, but I hate it because now I can no longer... Look at a parts list for used computer lots and go, oh, I know exactly what that Dell 3070 desktop is. Now there's no way to tell. Before I'd see M6400. Oh, okay. I know exactly what that is. It's it's a Dell mobile workstation. Now everything is 3000, 5000, and 7000 series, and I hate it. NVIDIA is just as bad, except 
and the Dell case, I can just go to a different manufacturer. What's my choice in the graphic card space? Go AMD? Pfft, not right now, it ain't. The AMD product stack right now is a joke. You have mid-range. That's it. And not even mid-range, like low mid-range. There really isn't a good part that replaces the RTX 2060. The 50, what is it? 5800? 5700? Which one is it? I can't remember. Whatever the highest end one is on the current uh, Navi GPU stack is close to replacing the RTX 2060. In fact, just raw performance, it beats it. But if you're looking for entry-level real-time ray tracing, there's nothing. And if you look at the high end, there's nothing that competes against the 2070 and up on the AMD stack. And it is driving me nuts. God, I hope the next-gen GPUs are not going to be a hot, confusing mess. Let's shift gear to CPUs. So, when the specs got released for the RTX, or I'm sorry, for the Ryzen XT series GPU, or CPUs, god dang it. I said I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. It was the world's easiest prediction. Because the only difference was 1 to 200 megahertz on the boost. Granted, the difference between, say, a 3600X and a 3600XT is bigger than I originally thought. It's still negligible. Every single tech reviewer, except, oddly enough, Linus Tech Tips, pretty much wrote off the 3600XT, the 3700XT, and the 3900XT as just being... Eh. It's slightly better, but there's no big deal. Linus says that there is a noticeable improvement, just not much of one, and he thinks it could be even bigger with fine-tuning. What everyone agrees on, and myself included, is that there is no reason for the 3600X, 3700X, and 3900X to still exist. Those three processors are still being sold, and I don't know why. Because their XT equivalents are at the exact same price point, the only difference is that there's no included cooler. What? I don't know. They're out. They exist. I don't think they help anything. But there you go. There's new AMD CPUs before there's going to be new AMD CPUs. 
Let's talk Samsung for a bit. I don't know what it is about Samsung right now. But they cannot keep a secret to save their life. Going back to the previous topic, someone in chat thinks that the sole reason that the uh, new CPUs are sold alongside the old CPUs is for mindshare. Here's my question. What mindshare? What mindshare has AMD gained with the XT CPUs? They gained more mindshare with the inaccurate leaks that someone, for all we can tell, made up several months before the actual CPUs existed. No one is saying that these XT CPUs are worth getting. Everyone's pretty much come to the same conclusion. If you're going to go and get an AMD CPU, you might as well just get the XT variants. But if you went and got the old X variants earlier, don't feel bad. You're not missing out on much. Keeping the old CPUs around increases the mindshare. I think actually Linus said something very close to to this. That his speculation as to why these CPUs were still being around wasn't for mindshare, but for shelf space. By having more CPUs out there, it it has more of the shelves at CPU shops that granted... In my neck of the woods, there's no P- there there are no PC part shops. There's Milwaukee PC, but <laughs> among the PC building community out here in southeastern Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee PC is an utter joke. Like you're more likely to find a PC builder get parts from Best Buy than Milwaukee PC. That's how bad that company has fallen. I kid you not. I3 I3 is being thrown into gaming systems and I3s my, my by the way that are 3 generations old paired with a 1060 for over $1000. Like I, I It's an insult to to your intelligence is what that company is. Just ugh. It is just blatantly unacceptable. Ugh. I'll I'll say this much. 
as far as the mindshare argument goes, I don't think they gain. I, I, I will, I'll just say this much. Besides just the quick headlines they get this week, I don't think AMD gains anything with these XT CPUs. I think the real mindshare boost is going to be coming in like two or three months when those 4,000 GPUs, CPUs, either release or start to leak. That, I think, is going to be much, much bigger than these XTs ever will. But enough of theorizing AMD logic. Although, that being said, AMD logic recently has been much better than old AMD logic. Like, just think back to the FX processors. Man. That's a dark time to think back on. Yikes. Just shudder at the thought. Alright, enough AMD talk. Samsung, we have now more pictures regarding the Note 20. These coming from a leaker by the name Jimmy Is Promo, which, by the way, might be one of the most broken English names for a leaker I have ever heard. Jimmy Is Promo. Granted, It's a good name for the sole purpose it gets everyone to talk about it. You almost never think about where these leaks come from. But anyway, Jimmy's promo has shown off pretty much everything we'd ever want to know about the physical look of the Note 20. First off, the large camera bump in the back, it is enormous. It is very much an iPhone raised square bump. That is right now so commonplace, I'm starting to finally stop complaining about it. Remember how I said it was an ugly design? Now it's just the norm. Now we just see it everywhere. Now we're just more accustomed to it. And I hate it. I really do. Not that I think it's ugly. I hate that this strategy worked. But there's three large camera lenses on the back of it. We don't know what the megapixel of them are. If previous leaks are to believe, one of them is going to be enormous at 108 megapixels or something stupid like that. There is no headphone jack. Thanks, I hate it. The front camera is, in fact, a center hole punch camera. Thanks, I hate it. And that's basically it. It looks very similar to the Note 10. Which then has to... Which then makes you wonder... Why skip 10 numbers then? 
You know what I hate even more, though? They switched where the S Pen slot is. They switched it from the right side to the left side. Or is it from the left side to the right side? It doesn't matter. But that guarantees... Your case will not work if you're switching from the Note 10 to the Note 20. Jerk. Samsung is officially a jerk. But then again, we knew that when the headphone jack was removed for no good reason. Oh, wait, we know the reason. It was to sell their earbuds, which, by the way, I actually have a set of the current-gen Samsung earbuds. I hate them. They're good as, like, they're good for listening. But I use my headphones for my phone for calls. And the mic on those earbuds is atrocious. So Samsung got to thinking. We need to improve these earbuds. How do we improve them? And I think one day they just saw like one of the bean memes. You've probably seen these in, in discords where uh, someone just posts something that just has baked beans in something that they shouldn't, whether it be like a water cooling loop having Bush's baked beans in them, or for there was one recently of like Crocs, the footwear filled with baked beans. And Samsung was just like, I got it. We'll make earbuds shaped like kidney beans. And that's what the latest leak is showing. Why? Freaking why? <sighs> you know what? Maybe the shape will work. It they are that does have two mics on it, so I mean, there's got to be some improvement as far as the microphone is concerned. It looks like there might even be three. I mean, the microphone can't be worse. Now, with all that said, there's one last thing I want to point out. In the upcoming Samsung Unpacked event, we are supposed to see new earbuds, the new Note phone, a new Galaxy Fold, and a new watch. That's what we're all expecting to see. Samsung can't seem to keep anything secret to save their life. Why have we not seen the watch or the new fold? Are those going to somehow be even less impressive than these two? 
Or is it all their secret efforts are to keep those two devices under wraps? There's an interesting thought for you. Shifting gears radically, Apple is expanding their iPhone repair service. So now you too, if you're an independent repair shop, can order parts for older iPhones as long as you have an Apple certified technician. This is not to be confused with the A with the AASP program. There we go. What is what is with saying AASP that almost feels like a tongue twister? Like you're afraid you're going to skip over something by saying AASP. An AASP is someone that Apple blesses to be as though they're a part of the Apple family, meaning that they have to follow the Apple rules. They can only order parts if they send in the broken parts. They have to wait a while. They can't keep parts on staff. But now you can be an unauthorized service provider as long as someone has completed Apple-certified training. That sounds like bull hockey. Well, it does, but at the same time, that's also fairly common in the repair workspace. There are, in fact, Dell certifications, HP certifications. I'd say Acer certifications, but uh, I don't think Acer does that, and also nobody cares about Acer. Literally no one. There's Lenovo certifications, Cisco certifications, and of course there's a generic A-plus certification. Apple having their own certification is not unique. And there are things when it comes to repairing Macs that you should, in fact, know. Heck, you want to see something horrifying. Here's a good homework assignment for you. Go to Linus Tech Tips, look up iMac Pro. And the nightmare that is Linus trying to repair the iMac Pro that he broke. Repair shops couldn't fix it because they didn't even have the certification to do it. Then the price to repair it was outrageous. Because because warranties were voided. And then the actual repair itself. For a product that's glued together wasn't that bad. Except for connecting the power supply. Was done with screws. Not wires. With screws. Oh, yeah, and the power supply was unshielded. Just... Really? So, good on Apple to expand their repair program a bit. Granted, not great but still a step in the right direction, but is only a single step. 
The iOS 14 beta is now public. So now you too, if you have an iPhone and you want to see what it feels like to use imperfect software that is going to make your knife a, 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 a knife, your life a living hell, you too can go download iOS 14. And experience all the bugs of having none of your software work properly with it today. Woo! Don't do it, by the way. Just just don't. Trust me on this. You don't want to do that. Real Me's has a new fast charging standard that can try this charge your phone with 120 watts and it's going to launch in July this new charger charging standard can charge a 4000 milliamp battery by 33% in just 3 minutes What the heck? That's obscene. Oh yeah, chat wants me to point out that if you go update to iOS 14, you too can experience what Android has had since 19 always. Or you know, you can just wait for the software to be out officially and then you can actually feel then you can actually feel stable and feel what what your iPhone is, what Android has had since 19 always. Now, this new uh, ultra fast uh, charging standard. I do hope that uh, that that uh, it doesn't keep this ultra fast speed the whole way through, because that's going to be a major rip to batteries. I do wonder what it is going to affect. Let's let's say I let's say my battery is completely dead, and let's say I use this super fast charging standard to only fill it up at. At this full speed up to 50%. Is it going to shave a significant chunk of the battery life off doing that? I guess there's only one way we're going to find out. And it's going to be with someone else's phone other than mine. Alright. Remember how earlier I did? I said I had a math story? Uh, Twitter is basically flipping off the entire world. That is the only way I can describe it. Twitter has said they will offer an edit button when everyone wears a mask. F you too, Twitter. F you too. Oh my god. So I mean You know I don't even want to get into the topic. I don't because there's way too many people out there 
that are almost that are militant to the point of saying everyone should wear a mask, no exceptions, and if you're not wearing a mask, you want people to die. And that is absolutely the the wrong mentality to have when it comes to wearing a mask. Because there are environments like where I work, where wearing a mask is, in fact, especially these freaking, these flu masks that everyone's wearing are awful. Both in protection, because they don't seal around the nose properly, and therefore are giving you nowhere near as much protection as you think they are. Because if you're directly exposed, unless you're covering that area with, like, glasses or something, you're still exposed there and therefore neutering the whole point of the mask. And the only thing you're actually doing by the mask is preventing any any infections you possibly have. Those are being stopped and that's it. But if you're in a super hot environment like where I work, That means you're just heating up the area on your face even more as we're walking around in over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Easy. That being said, I mean, we also take precautions using, you know, UV light and circulating the air as quickly as we possibly can. Both for health reasons and also to try and cycle out the super hot air as quickly as possible so that our work environment doesn't literally become an oven that being said we actually do the funny thing is that everyone's telling us to like wear the flu masks if our, our area is currently considering a a mandate on wearing masks out in public, if I actually had to go and do like the big delivery where I'm pushing where I'm pushing these heavy carts up and down a ramp, I'm not going to be wearing one of the um, one of the flu masks. I'm going to be wearing one of the respirators. Because it's much easier for me to breathe in a respirator than it is for me in one of those flu masks. Because I'm out in the sun, I'm going to have to have my sunglasses on so, so that the reflection of the ramp isn't directly in my eyes as I'm going up and down it. But if I have the mask on, I, it, that air is just going to blast right up in my glasses and then I'm, then I'm fogged and I can't see. And it's just a, it's just a repeating cycle. I hate it. I absolutely hate these cheap flu masks. I would much rather be in our full-blown respirators we use at work for potentially infectious linen that comes in. And I'm going to get so many weird looks wearing essentially what looks like a freaking gas mask out in public. And I don't care. There. I've said my piece. If you're one of those people who wants to go rant at me for some stupid reason, eaglefalcontech at gmail.com. Go state your stupid opinion there. 
And thus brings us to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day. Oh, by the way, Twitter, screw you. Screw off. Give us a bleeping edit button already. I don't care if the edit button is only going to be valid for like the first three minutes after a post. Just give us an edit button. It's 20 freaking 20. Stop being so stubborn about this. We'll go add an edit button when everyone wears a mask. They might as well just flipped off the world. And I'm willing to bet people are like praising Twitter for that statement thing. Like, oh, they're so, they're, they're so brave. They're, they're, they're making such a good point about the world. No, they're flipping you off. They're flipping you off and you know it. Microsoft and Bridgestone have developed an AI to measure the wear and tear on tires. Never before has so much technology gone into doing what every single truck driver in existence does when they wake up in the morning. Like, and here's the best part about this. From what it said, it's all done with AI and algorithm. There's no additional sensors being put on the tire. Basically, it's a computer that's guessing how damaged the tires are without looking. Let me tell you something. Professional drivers, before they even turn the key to drive off in their vehicle, they do something called pre-trip. And one of the steps in pre-trip is examining the treads in your tire and checking for any cracks or signs of tear and mock and documenting it down. It is the second most tedious thing there is when it comes to driving professionally. The most tedious is, is, is writing down how long you drove for the day. Although, granted, that's a thing of the past now. Holy cow, is is pre-trip now officially the most tedious thing? Anyway, the fact that we're developing AI that is going to guess, not use any sort of sensors, not use any sort sort of cameras or anything, but guess at how much your tires have torn... I gotta ask, how good is this really gonna work? And not to say there's gotta be something better you can do with your time, but you know, Microsoft, I can't help but think there's gotta be something better you can do with your time. I'm sure you can think of something. Folks, that is gonna do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening i do encourage you please check out my daily podcast the early bird briefing which you can find wherever you found this podcast 
And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Take care, rest well, and I hope that you have a good day. Bye-bye. Normally, I use this time after the after the uh, the outro to kind of say something witty, something funny before you get the uh, the the after podcast ad. But um, a chat actually brought up a good point that uh, it's unfair to hold the average schmuck to the standards of an actual professional driver, and that this AI actually might be able to help. And that is a good point. However, let me put put a counterpoint. Why use an AI when you could instead develop some kind of sensor or camera? I think that actually might be the better way to go. Now, that being said, it's not said whether it uses, like, an accelerometer built into the car to detect, um, say, how many bumps you've hit or any of that sort of thing. Maybe with those sort of additional sensors with an accelerometer and any sort of collision detections and that sort of thing, that could help. I think a system like this, without any sort of external sensors like that, is doomed to fail just by using general AI to guess is a bad system, is a bad setting. And of course, chat brings up the, po- the point that I thought of as I was speaking, which was how do you keep the camera clean? And that is a very good point. You really can't. The thing is that the article doesn't talk about any sort of accelerometer and i think that is the key because bumps and road conditions are going to be the biggest factor for how quickly your tires wear and with the ai just using nothing but runtime which is all it would have to say how good it is i think is a bad point it needs to have additional sensors and that's something that's not mentioned and granted The absence of it mentioning that is not solid evidence for saying that the AI is not going to have it. So in the end, 
All I can say right now is that the core concept, without anything else being mentioned, I think is dead on arrival. And it's going to need these extra sensors to be viable. If it has those extra sensors, and I think the accelerometer is going to be the biggest one by far than any other kind of sensor, than a camera looking at the threads or anything of that nature, is going to be a much, much, much bigger deal than anything else. Oh, I, oh, wait. You, you guys stuck around to hear something funny at the end of this podcast. Um, butts. Okay, bye. <laughs>